Welcome to the Genealogy Happy Hour, a place where new family historians can learn to document their family histories and celebrate their new discoveries. I'm Amy. And I'm Penny. And we're here to help you discover your family tree from the beginning. Welcome to episode 81. Today, we're going to be answering the question, why can't I find it? And I think we're talking mostly about documents and websites and web pages and things that we have misplaced not so much in the research is that right penny that's right okay but before we get into that we are going to we've got wine we have a cabernet sauvignon today it is vina caballero reserve from the central valley of chile and it is a ruby red color it's bold it's structured it's like I, how I like my Cabernet. So very tasty, and um, you can find it in your local grocery, I believe. Sounds delicious. Today's episode is sponsored by Newspapers.com. Break down genealogy brick walls with a subscription to the largest online newspaper archive. Did your ancestor disappear from vital records? Maybe they moved or got married. Newspapers.com can help you find them and tell their story. Or have you ever had trouble figuring out how people tie into your family tree? Newspapers are filled with birth notices, marriage announcements, and obituaries. Items like these are a great resource for determining family relationships. On Newspapers.com, you can explore more than 800 million newspaper pages from across the U.S., U.K., Canada, and beyond in just seconds. Their easy-to-use search feature lets you filter your results by date, location, a specific paper, and more. When you find something interesting, the newspapers.com clipping tool makes it a snap to share it with friends and family. You can even save it directly to your ancestry tree. For listeners of this podcast, newspapers.com is offering new subscribers 20% off a Publisher Extra subscription so you can start exploring today. Just use the code happy hour at checkout. Okay, Amy, let's face it. We have both, and I'm sure a lot of you out there have saved files on our computer that we think we're going to find again because we labeled them the right way, um, and we can't. And we've been to websites, and we have written it down, only to lose that cute little post-it note later to remind us of what website we wanted to go to. As family historians, we need to set aside some time to get organized. Stop following the shaky leaves for a few minutes and reconfigure our computer to better um, help with our research. And later in this episode, I'm going to share with you some really awesome websites and applications um, to help with your genealogy research that will help with all this stuff that I'm going to be talking about here. So the first thing I want to urge everyone to do, it's probably something you already do, but not all the time, and that's to bookmark your web pages. Um, I don't know how many of you go to a website and you find something great and you think you're going to remember that website later and you don't because mark it. So don't just, uh, but don't just click star under the website. I'm going to bookmark something, make sure and, uh, and stick it under your genealogy label. 
create that main folder, genealogy, under your bookmark bar, and then under that, create more subcategories. So in my case, I have folders um, for states that I'm researching in. I have um, folders for countries. So if I find a helpful website um, when I'm doing some research for France or Germany, I can bookmark it to that particular folder under my G bookmark bar. Um, makes It just makes it so much easier. I also have folders for surnames. If I'm, um, and I find a family blog or family histories, they get bookmarked there. I have folders for newspapers and maps, but I try to be specific so things are easier to find. And it's not lumping a lot of things in like, um, if I have books, I might even have subfolder books, uh, subfolders for books under that, you know, DNA books or um, uh, courthouse research books, something like that. And of course, don't forget to look at your bookmarks when you go back into researching. I've seen too many people try to find a website again with Google, and then they realize, oh, I've already bookmarked this site when they go to bookmark it. So a lot of times we even forget that we've bookmarked things, but definitely try to get in a pattern of that. So you will search, look there first to see what you've got, and then make sure you save things that aren't already saved. Many years ago, I found a wedding announcement for one of my ancestors filled with detail about her dress, who was in the wedding, you know, the, the major article. And I didn't save it, and I didn't bookmark it, and I've not been able to find it again. But I learned from my mistake that I, say, I make sure I save everything that I find um, in a folder or, or in a book, uh, something like that. Under my newspaper bookmark, um, I have newspapers.com, of course, but I also have uh, libraries listed there that have local newspapers that I've used. Um, Elefind.com is listed there, so I can go right to that, and that um, searches the world's historic newspapers. And the newspaper page of Ohio Memory website, so I can go right to that particular page. I don't have to go to the Ohio Memory website and try to find the newspaper page. I just go right to that page. So the next thing um, I would like to suggest that you all do, and hopefully you are doing this as well, is remove duplicate files. Um, I know many of you, including myself, feel like we have to save uh, a document to multiple files. And let's, let's take the census. For example, you want to save the 1930 census page that lists a family you are researching and they have two parents and 10 kids. I think in Amy's last um, our episode, um, her family had multiple multiple ch children. 13 children. Like yeah, that. they had 13. Yes. Yes, senior, sen no, yes, senior Edmund had 13 children. Old Crazy. Edmund, old Edmund, I believe that's what I called him, old Edmund had 13 <laughs> children. There's a lot of Edmunds in that one. census and then you want to save a copy and label it with that family's name 
So when you are looking for the 1930s, uh, that particular family's 1930 census, you go into the census file, 1930s, and then the family name, and there it is. So you've got it, you've listed it with the family name, but that is not duplicated 13 times a file in I, your computer taking up space. I only duplicate it once. I put it once for the husband and once for the wife, if the wife, if they're both in the census because they have to. Yeah, what about what about all the kids? Because I know, you know, like when you're on Ancestry, you definitely are saving that census to everybody. But that's not yeah. that's on I, your I think I would file. only put it in I would only put it with the uh the person's file if they're an adult. So if the mother for you know in the last episode, uh, you know, Sarah the mom was living with John, I would put that in Sarah's file. I would put in John's file and I would put it in um, Louisa's file, the mom, the mother. I would, I would do it three times. Okay. So, but I wouldn't put all the kids because they're still part of that adults. In your computer, in your computer, you would not do that. No, no. I, no. I would do it for the three adults. No. I would do it for the three adults, but not for uh -huh. all the children, okay. but not so for all the saving, children. You're saving it three times. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's a lot. Look, taking up a lot of space. Amy. It is. That's all I'm saying. It is. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm listening. I'm listening. Um, you could also file your census records or other documents by area, too, is another option. So in a podcast long, long ago, um, I went over my paper filing system, and Amy went over hers, uh, where we talk about what we do with every document, and mine every document that I print has a number on it and it's logged into an Excel sheet and put into a binder. Um, and that is updated and uh, organized by content so that I can easily find it. I go through my Excel sheet, I look for where the number is, I know exactly where in the binder to find that particular document. Um, you can also download an app to help you find duplicate files. Um, you can use Microsoft to search them out, or you can go through your files yourself. Um, or if you just don't want to because it's a daunting task, I get it. So just start where you are and be mindful of how you save things, that you're not in things in multiple places that really don't need to be there. I think that you're right. If you um, use If you use the same format to save like you know all your 19 all your censuses you set you save them into the same format for instance I always start with whatever the year is of the census you know if you get into mm -hmm. that habit then it's easier for you to find things if you come up with a mm -hmm. naming pattern for your documents yeah and the whole goal is to be able to find these things quickly when we go and when we're doing our research, you know, we have something, we need to find it quickly. We need, you know, so if we file it well the first time, we'll, it'll be more helpful. So I recently had found some newspaper articles on newspaper.com about my great-grandmother visiting her old stomping grounds and some club involvement after she was married. And those have been downloaded and saved on my computer. And that file is under genealogy, then documents. Burke for that side of my family. That's my maiden name. That particular um, particular side, and then all the surnames that are in my Burke side have a folder, and then under each surname, I have all the individuals. So I can go. I know right where her file is. I just go ding, 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 find it, plop it in. Um, and I have 
system for photos. I have one group that's documents and one group that's photos, same setup. So it's easy peasy and I can readily find what I want later. Um, and you can Google all the different ways to file your documents. I think every genealogist out there who's got a blog or a website will have a post on organizing your stuff, your research, your documents, your photos. Um, so it's it's kind of interesting to see what everybody has and um, how they do it and what's going to work best for you. Uh, you also need to know, like, um, what about saving your documents or photos to the cloud and uh, putting things out there? Are they really being saved for the long haul? So two things I want to make sure you all know about um, for saving. One is, is Backblaze, which backs up your computer. Everybody should have something that backs up their computer. If you don't, you need to get something ASAP. Because too many times we've known people, genealogists, you know, people who are just photo editors, computer crash, lose everything. If you don't have it backed up, it is gone. So Backblaze is an amazing backup resource, which is constantly backing up your computer. I use it. My husband uses it. And I can't imagine not using it. If my computer crashes, everything on it is saved, and it's only a few dollars a month. And I will, we have a link on our website right now over on the side um, for Backblaze if you want to get started using that. Highly recommend it. Okay, let's think about our photos. We have to store our photos somewhere. And I'm just wondering, are they in Shutterfly? Do you all put your stuff in Shutterfly? Because they just recently announced that they're going to close inactive accounts and all your stuff is going to be gone. So you need to be diligent on where you store your photos. Are they in Google or some other location? Do you have them on your computer? Are they also in the cloud? Um, one place that I use for storing my photos and for my document, and, and yes, I do pay for it, um, is a place called forever.com. They let me upload all my photos and documents, and they keep it for my lifetime plus 100 years. You um, can assign somebody as your heir to your site. Um, you just pay up front for storage, and then you've got all this storage, and you can upload. But the best part of forever.com is when I upload my files, I can keep the same exact filing system I have on my computer in the forever file. So I don't have to re reinvent the wheel. It's how I find it on my computer, I'll be able to find it in my files on there. And I'll post a, I'll post a link in the show notes too if you want to check it out. Okay, have you been using Zotero? This is another fabulous place to store your citations and your documents found on the web. And it, uh, it is saved up in your extensions bar up at the top of your computer. And you can check out episode 40 that we did for more information on Zotero um, and, uh, or to refresh your, your memory if you started to use it and you just forgot all about it because it is a great resource. Okay. So now I have some really good websites that can help us in our research and help us with this organization and finding things. And the first one is called clues.com, C-L-O-O-Z 
Com. And they have a two-week free trial, so you can check it out and see if it works for you. You can uh, drag a document into the workspace and add a little bit of information at the top and add a person. Um, I'm just using a, they, they give an, a really great example in a, a little video where they pull a census in. You add what kind of, sen what place that it is, you drag the census document in, and then you add the person at the bottom and boop, it comes up and will fill in all the information from the census right there. So you don't have to do that um, anywhere, uh, which is amazing. They have 100 templates for different documents, and there's a really cool part called the composite view where it will help you identify potential relatives or persons of interest by the documents you have uploaded. And it works uh, seamlessly with Legacy Family Tree, Roots Magic, Family Historian, Historian and um, your GEDCOM files. So you don't need to enter all that information twice. It'll, it'll send it over there for you. Um, there are a lot of videos out there on how to use it and how to use it with your software program. So I'm not going to go into that on a podcast where you can't even see us anyway. <laughs> it would not even be helpful. So I encourage you to check that out. It, um, like I said, they have a two-week free trial, and then it is a paid, uh, paid service. So you need one more spot to go to, maybe. Um, this one is called goldiemay.com, G-O-L-D-I-E-M-A-Y.com, and it works on your browser. You can get an extension to put up uh, on your extension bar, and it helps with your research projects. So you will open it up alongside your open family search or ancestry. So you've got ancestry open on, and then you click the extension for Goldie May, and it pops up next to your screen. And um, one awesome feature in Goldie May is that every page you open on when you're doing research and Goldie open on your side and you're working on a project, every website you go to while that's open is logged in over there so you've got a list and you can print off that list that list you can bookmark that list of all those websites so if you're researching one of your admins amy and you've gone to all these places while we and that's your research project for old Edmund, all those places you went to are listed right there you don't have to go back and think oh how many times do we do that we're like did i look there I can't remember. Did I look there? You know, instead of keeping a list, it does that for you. That's really cool. It, um, it's creating your, it's creating a, yeah. a research uh, log without you having to, I mean, we all should be keeping research logs, but yeah, that just does it for you. Simple, easy. Yes. That is, that is the key thing for me. Keeping track of all the places I visited while researching an ancestor. So it has um, research log, has tasks, timelines, you know, those are my favorite. And in timelines, um, I believe they're labeled subway, you can put in multiple people. Um, if you did a timeline on one person of where they live, you can add another person of where they live and put them on kind of like multi-layer them. I'm, I'm 
circumstances, if you know, see me do this description, you can multi-layer them and see the comparison to each other of how they've moved around the country. Um, uh, if that's a helpful thing what's, for you, what's it could, that app uh, definitely called? be for me. What's that app called? I'm sorry. What's the app called? Um, it's Goldie May. Oh, that's, what, Goldie that's Goldie May, May as well. Okay. This is all in Goldie mm -hmm. May. Mm -hmm. Cool. All right. And it is free but it does have um, subscription options also. So both of these will really help you with your research, keeping it organized. Um, and if nothing else, if you like techie tools like me, I like playing with all the new stuff rather than researching sometimes. I just want to play around and see, see how it works out. Um, try them and see how it, it works out for you. You are definitely our tech guru. Um, on these, I mean, I've written down a couple of these. It's very interesting that I want to um, check out. But you know how I lose my documents the most? It's when I'm downloading them. I'm downloading them to onto my computer, and it ends up downloading to the last folder, like in Dropbox that I was in. Oh, you're not paying attention to where it's going. I'm not paying attention to where it. it's going, and so then you know, because I want to download it first onto my most of much want to download it onto my desktop, but it'll just disappear because I wasn't paying attention to where it was being sent to. So then you got to go search mm -hmm. for it. I've, I've done that before. And then, it, then you have to go through the time consuming thing of searching through your computer. Where right. was it last? Yeah. Or, or hopefully it'll pop up on your, my recent, um, hopefully it'll show up in my I don't know, but You have an Apple. Yeah. Do you have, you have an Apple computer. And I, don't, I don't know how that works. Right. <laughs> so, but yeah, I have lost stuff like that before. So, but definitely, I'm going to check out Clues. I'm going to check out Goldie May. Um, and then, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, the photos is also something that you, we take so many photos with our phones. And they just stay mm -hmm. there in the phone and don't go anywhere. Mm -hmm. So um, I know that, you know, our, my phone is backing them up. Somebody else has copies of these everywhere. But, yeah. Moving to, to where searcher. they're useful and they can searcher. be found. Yep. Agreed. So. Yeah, and I, I like the forever.com uh, way they store them because I can find, I can go right to the file with the person's name and I know where all their photos are on there. It's really, really fantastic. Yeah. But I hope everybody checks out some of these things just to see and make sure you're bookmarking, make sure you're, you know, not duplicating too many files and um, happy researching. Stay organized because you're just going to keep getting more and more documents and more websites. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. This is true. So Amy, you finished, um, you finished reading. I did. I finished reading Buried Secrets, uh, looking for Frank and Ida. I finished it on the plane, um, going or flying up to New York city and I could not put it down. I could yeah. not put it down. I will say, though, first and foremost, uh, you know, the author, Anne Hansen, she has written just a wonderful, um, uh, a wonderful memorial to her father and her grandfather and the relationship that she had with them. Just um, very, very sweet uh, for her to have recorded all of that for, for two very, um, um, very, very good men. But... Uh, yeah, it's a great mystery uh, that she was able to unravel finally, and um, but yeah, it just kept me completely enthralled. I just had to, I had to finish it, so it was really yeah. good. Book. Very good. So thank you for recommend finding that and recommending it. Oh. All right. So until next time. Cheers. Cheers. 
Thank you for listening. Please email us with any questions or comments at genealogyhappyhour at gmail.com. Visit our website, www.genealogyhappyhour.com, for additional resources, books, and wines. Don't forget to drink responsibly and never drink around genealogical documents.